Welcome back to another episode of Financial Testimony. Today, we're going to be talking about criticism and how we take it, how it's perceived and like the dynamics it creates between people, either at work or at home. I don't know. Melissa, what would you like to start off by saying? Yeah, so I think that we've actually heard it the most from the older generation in the workplace, talking about dealing with the younger generation. And there has been frequent qualitative studies um, that show that about 42% of senior management feels that their analyst associates are not very capable of taking criticism. So I think what's interesting is there's this perception that our ability to take criticism has gone, has gone downhill um, throughout different generations. And I guess the question for that is why, for one, and two, how can you incorporate criticism into a workplace or into even relationships with friends and family in a way that it's healthy? There was a recent Harvard Business Review study that reported that 69% of employees said that they would work harder if they felt that their efforts were being recognized. And there was also another study that showed that 96% of employees want to hear feedback more regularly. So, and also they had a survey where the number one thing that employees want is constructive criticism and that they view that more highly than positive reinforcement, which we'll get to in a bit, which is surprising because I think that as prideful individuals, right, we all have like an ego. It's just part of being human, but I think part of that is we say, oh, we can handle criticism, we can take criticism, and I want criticism so that I can improve. But I think the problem is that human nature, our egos and our pride gets in the way of that, and that if we feel that we've worked hard on something, then we feel that it's a personal attack almost when we receive criticism, and it's hard for us to separate ourselves from the work that we've done and that's specifically in a work setting but i think that the problem is our perception of our ability to take criticism where i'm like i can take criticism all day and i say that about myself and i'm like i can take criticism i'm fine taking criticism but then you receive that criticism and part of you feels that that hurt because you feel that you put a lot of effort into something and then whether it's consciously or subconsciously i think you build up a tiny bit of resentment over time towards the person that is giving you that criticism because you feel underappreciated for the work that you've done. Absolutely. I I personally, I'll seek out criticism if it's just like, I haven't heard of any feedback for a, while, for a while, for a long time. I'm like, how am I doing? Talk to somebody. Whether it be at work on a certain project or just like when I was living with roommates in college, it's like, hey, do you think I'm a good roommate? Like, have I been like doing my fair share around here? What, what's been the deal with that? Like, do you think I've been doing well? And then there's sometimes the, the conflict or the perceived conflict if how it's uh, given to you. And if you don't agree with it necessarily, you do have that idea of, well, no, they're wrong. I did this X, Y, Z. It depends on where you're coming from, like your frame of mind when you receive the criticism, as well as how it's kind of expressed as well. I think it's a difference in perception that causes that area of conflict, would you say? Because one person perceives themselves as 
because we're all egocentric, right? We all see the world from our point of view. Like, we're stuck in our own bodies. Like, we see the world from our point of view. So you're like, oh, I've been doing this. I've been doing this. And so you feel that someone can't really grasp what you've been doing. Yeah, like, perception-wise, you are li- you are physically the center of your own universe, world. You perceive everything around you. Like, mm-hmm. that's the saying, around you. Um, it's your world and everyone's just living in it. <laughs> it's like, it depends on how it's given and how it's perceived on both parties. I would say... Personally, I think I'm okay with taking criticism. I, I look for it at times because there's times where it's like, you haven't told me much about what I've been doing. And I would say like a lot of people do need more positive or constructive criticism in terms of like, hey, you can do this better. You can do less of this, blah, 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 blah. And I think it's, it's good to help us moving forward because if you do something wrong over and over and over again, wouldn't you like to know that you've been doing it wrong? Yeah, as opposed to building up over time, and then you end up fired, or your boss ends up holding resentment towards you. And I think that the problem is that we think that we want criticism, but then we get it, and it hurts our ego, like I said. And it's proven throughout history. Like, I just started reading again Dale Carnegie's book, I'm sure everyone knows of it, How to Win Friends and Influence People, but the very first chapter is titled, If You Want to Gather Honey don't kick over the beehive and it deals with criticism because as boss if you have this goal you have this mission for your team then you can't basically break the egos of the people under you which is unfortunate that that is honestly how we are programmed but if you can focus on the positive things i think you can strengthen those attributes in someone and i'm not saying constructive criticism is a bad thing because personally I like it especially when you're in a role in a job where this is part of your task and unfortunately for some even myself you know every single task that I'm given I'm not going to be amazing at everything I'm given there's going to be things that I'm stronger at and things I'm weaker at but I think that constructive criticism is imperative in those roles where it isn't your strong suit but for things that you're good at I think it's important to have that positive reinforcement reinforcement. Um, Going back to the HBR study, it also said that 76% of individuals wish they received more positive feedback when they felt they did something right. And I can tell you just from things my, my bosses have said to me throughout the past and from talking to partners and law firms just through networking is that there's a lot of times when people are like, I wish I told that person good job more often. And I think that's where sort of the solution comes in is repetition and having more frequent feedback. Because I think there's two sides of it. One is building trust with an individual. And I think you're more open to receiving criticism when you trust that person and you feel that they truly have your best intentions as opposed to not trusting someone. And then you're like, they're criticizing me because they don't like me. You spin off in that downward spiral. So I think trust is the number one most important thing when it comes to criticism. And then it's frequent feedback, right? So you get the criticism that's like, you did this fine, but I need you to work on improving X, Y, and Z. And then if you're meeting again in two weeks, whatever the time span is, but frequently, and you can get recognition for the progress 
that you've made as opposed to just getting the criticism alone and fixing it, that that reinforces that type of behavior. In terms of not saying good job enough, then if you sit, if you're repetitive enough, you get to a point where it's like, oh, he's just telling me good job as usual. Yeah. Like, then then you're diminishing the like own good job or like good work that you hear yourself. I've definitely been on the side of okay, this person just saying good work. Like you say this all the time. Like, this is the type of feedback where I kind of want more pushback from you, it, because then there's the other party thinking you say this too frequently. I don't always do a good job. I would say no one's perfect when they're doing work, but I've also been on the side of, yeah, I've done good work and I want to hear it. If you say good job enough, if well, I'm not, I've never been in like a, a solid manager role, but I, I think if you say good job to the people you are effectively managing and you say it so frequently, it like has a diminishing returns kind of aspect to it. I think it's on a case-by-case basis. I think if someone does a good job, you tell them good job. Yeah. And if someone doesn't do a good job, you find a way to say it in a nice way and give them constructive criticism. And, like, honestly, aside from jobs, because with jobs, with my first boss I ever had, I had a really good relationship with him where he would tell me just in a blunt way, fix this, fix this, fix this. And I'd be like, all right, I got it. And I, I think the specification and understanding why you did something wrong makes a huge difference too. Yeah. As opposed to it just being like in a class setting, right? C, B, whatever it is. And you're like, why did I get that grade? I don't understand it. Yep. So I think that understanding why you're receiving criticism is, I mean, that's the whole idea with quote-unquote constructive criticism, right, is understanding why you're receiving that criticism and also getting pushed forward and saying you can fix it by doing this. I mean, that's what, in my opinion, I think differentiates companies hugely and how they grow talent is the training, right? Because no one comes into a job knowing exactly what they're doing. And so having a kind of training program, kind of a tangent, but in a workplace where it's like, Here's how you fix it. And you hope, right, in the future, they don't make those mistakes again on future projects. But giving constructive criticism where it's like, here's what you did wrong, but also here's how you can fix it going forward is the best way to, I think, improve performance. I forget what the context with this was. I believe it was paying for college education for employees. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I think it was, I honestly think it was Starbucks when uh, someone at Starbucks was asked, you're paying for their college education as long as they work there. What if they leave? But the thing is the, that person's response is, what if they stay and we don't train them and we don't educate them? Like that sounds awful. If they're there and you're not helping your employees, like that's more on the positive reinforcement side or I guess constructive criticism, you can frame it that way. I think they almost go hand in hand. I think that, and what do I know, right? Because I've never been a manager, so I've never been in that position where I've, and I know it's a hard position to be in from everything I've heard just from my dad and like older mentors that are in those positions. But I, 
in my extremely biased and honestly not very knowledgeable because I haven't lived it very opinion, <laughs> I feel like those two, if it were coming towards me, those two worked best hand in hand. When it was criticism, you did X, Y, and Z wrong, but coupled, not with positive reinforcement, I mean, because technically that would happen after you perform the action, but with a positive stimulus, you know, that says, do this, and then you will get that good work if you listen to how I'm criticizing you and how I tell you you can fix it. Giving the solution, not just the problem, but also the solution on the other hand. And the explanation on why this solution is more effective than the current one that you've presented, mm -hmm. um, I'd say that's also a good benefit. Because it's like, you're doing something, but understanding why you're doing it versus another way because there's sometimes multiple ways to skin a cat, you know? Understanding why you're doing it this way. Maybe it's not the most efficient way. Like, it's not the fastest. Maybe it's not the most presentable. But it's because it covers your tracks for later and sets you up for success later. Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting looking at, like, Pablo and Skinner, BF Skinner, like, all our psychologists from the past, too, and tests that they've done on animals as well. Because it's been proven, not just with those two psychologists, many more as well, that positive reinforcement works better than negative reinforcement. And it's strange, right? Well, I guess to differentiate the two, negative reinforcement, it's like you have a negative action, like your boss, right? Your boss <laughs> nagging you, get this done, get this done, do this, do this, do this. And then you do it, and then removing that negative stimulus whereas positive it's do it good job or i mean let's just say for sports purposes oh you get a trophy if you you get a gold yeah. medal it's the olympics time right now you get a gold medal if you do this if you win this and i think it's interesting because i've always been a proponent of criticism my whole life and i've always thought that criticism is the most effective tool to improve performance because I mean I guess I, I think it's the most efficient <laughs> I think you think that because it is for you I know but I reading um the Dale Carnegie book again how to win friends and influence people reading it again um Carnegie <laughs> he's like you know I've gone through my whole life not comprehending why individuals don't take criticism and he said it hurt him along the way, you know, because you hurt relationships with fellow employees, with your coworkers, you hurt relationships with friends, you hurt relationships with families. Okay, and he's like 99 times out of 100, criticizing someone is gonna end with them building up a sense of resentment towards you, especially when you're not close with that individual, because then you don't have that foundation of trust formed yet. And... I did find it crazy, and I think that I've probably given myself too much credit, <laughs> or maybe I do take criticism well. I don't know which one of the two it is. I need to monitor myself from now on. Um, we'll see. But I think that I took for granted that most people, it really does hurt you when you receive criticism, and to an extent, you do build up this little sense of resentment. I, and I think there's a difference in criticism. There's a way to present it. There's many ways to present it, but I think that blunt criticism goes over a lot differently than a well-thought-out, 
political probably way to address it that's constructive and kind and gives a solution to. And I think that's where it comes in is pr providing the solution with the problems. Here's how you go about fixing it, go do that, as opposed to just criticism. There's a big difference. And I think when someone just receives criticism, they, you know, your little ego starts going off and you're like, how can you criticize all these things? What about you? You do X, Y, Z. And that's where I think the line separates. It's criticism by itself, which just hurts most people. I think according to Dale Carnegie, 99 out of 100, um, I don't know if he has any statistics really or studies to back that, but I think that hurts most people as opposed to presenting criticism with the solution and also having that foundation of trust there. I agree. I think my last comment on this is from a, a video I watched the other day. Applaud people in public, criticize them in private. Not like talk behind their back, but if you're giving them criticism, don't do it in front of everybody. Just do it, hey, let's talk off to the side kind of deal. And if it's applauding them in public, be very vocal about it. Be like, this person did an excellent job. I would like to applaud them for their work on this project. They put in countless hours and they really slammed this one out of the park. I guess my closing remarks are, I think that criticism is a very effective thing. But I think that, one, it depends on the person, because I think that a lot of people take criticism differently. And two, I think the best kind of criticism is constructive, where it's not just pointing out the problem someone has and digging them into that hole, you know, that we've all felt before, where I don't know if I can ever get this right, because I felt that way in classes where you feel a little hopeless and you don't know if you can get it right. So... One is knowing the individual and how they respond, and two is presenting it with constructive criticism so that they have a path going forward and see a path forward to improvement as opposed to someone feeling that they can never get it right. I think that's a good point to end it. So thank you for tuning in today uh, or this week. I don't know. And uh... If you want to read up on anything else that we've talked about, we've started making more frequent blog posts at financialtestimony.com. Feel free to send us DMs on what you think about today's episode or and any other blog posts if you look up at those. Anyway, have a good one.